Good morning, Belen. I'm very happy to have you here with me for this episode of our podcast. The topic today is sustainability reporting and materiality analysis. Belen Verona, you are a sustainability manager, ESG business integration and ratings manager at Allianz. So you're really working on these topics every day. And I would like to mention here that I just supervised the bachelor thesis, which ranked the Duck study companies according to the quality of their materiality analyses, involving criteria like inclusiveness, methodological rigor, etc. And Allianz was the number one of the ranking list. So without further ado, I would like to get started and learn more about how you manage these topics at Allianz. And maybe before we go into the case of Allianz, uh, you can tell us a little bit about yourself and what your role is at Allianz. Absolutely. And good morning, Lisa. And hi, everyone. Thank you for having me here. I'm very excited to share a little bit of what we do at Allianz. Um, so yeah, a little bit about myself. I am a proud Ecuadorian, born and raised. Um, and I believe my passion about sustainability grew farther with the years, but there was always this keen interest on sustainability. So my early career started with multiple working experiences um, in the public sector, in NGOs and international organizations. Um, I worked particularly in a um, United Nations development program, um, which implemented a renewable energy project in the Galapagos Islands. And the idea was to stop the reliance on fossil fuels um, for the islands and to preserve the endemic biodiversity. So there, I believe I really saw the impact of sustainability. And after graduating from my bachelor studies in Ecuador, I moved to Germany to do my master's studies. So I, I did my master in arts in development economics and a master of science in sustainable resource management in Munich. Um, and I eventually started working uh, in Allianz at the headquarters in Munich. Mm -hmm. And uh, it has been five years since then already. Um, I currently work at the Global Sustainability Department, and there I focus on the integration of ESG in our business, specifically in procurement and insurance. And I also work in other topics like human rights, mm -hmm. um, materiality analysis, and sustainability ratings. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit about myself and what I do at Allianz. Nice. Thank you. Let's maybe talk directly a bit more about materiality and sustainability related risks. Maybe you mm -hmm. can tell us what these topics mean to you personally and um, how do you see them embedded at Allianz? Yeah, so um, materiality analysis is um, a mandatory practice that every company producing a sustainability report and that follows the global reporting initiative standards should be um, producing. Um, and it is also relevant, a relevant process for sustainability ratings. And ideally, these exercises should inform the sustainability strategy of a company. Um, and more or less how we do the materiality analysis is As an initial step, we, we select the most material topics uh, for the company. Um, these topics are derived 
from previous materiality assessments, uh, also internal documents, reports on specific ESG trends, for example, ESG stands for um, environmental, social and governance. Um, we look into materiality assessments from our peers um, and many others. Um, and then we select which are the most relevant stakeholders for Allianz. So, for example, for Allianz, uh, employees are quite relevant uh, stakeholders, investors as well, customers, NGOs, media and journalists, and so on. And then what we do is um, we ask these specific stakeholders um, to select the most relevant topics that would be, uh, yeah, the most relevant for Allianz to tackle or to focus on. And how we do this is via surveys, um, discussions, group workshops, um, interviews as well. And, and there are many other tools where you can gather this sort of information. Um, and then you, you gather all of the information you have received from the different stakeholders and you fit it into a model um, to plot a map. I Usually it is done... Um, it is a map in, that is um, used in, in two axes. Um, and I'm sure you, you have seen it or you are familiar with this kind of map. Um, and then this is ideally published in the sustainability report. Uh, and the sustainability report should be covering every material topic derived from this materiality analysis. Um, that is um, more or less about materiality and in the sense of risk assessments, as you, you mentioned in your question, is that is slightly a different process. So um, it's not specifically linked to materiality, but it is somehow linked to reporting because in the case of Allianz, we, we publish the information on these risk assessments. Um, uh, we publish it in our sustainability report. Mm -hmm. And so there is a specific internal process at Allianz uh, to measure the um, sustainability impact of our insurance, investment, and procurement transactions. Um, and this is called the ESG referral process. So Allianz has defined around 13 sensitive business areas um, and these include many different topics. So some of them are human rights, defense, animal welfare, oil and gas, uh, among many others. And so when one of these sensitive business areas is identified as a potential risk, then the transaction is escalated to group level for an environmental, social and governance assessment. And so at group level, we decide whether indeed there is a low risk, medium risk, high risk um, on the different environmental, social and governance criteria and indicators. And we then decide among three possible outcomes. So that can be that the risk is acceptable and we can proceed with the business or whether we should decline the business because the risk is too high and there is possibly a high ESG and reputational risk for Allianz or we can proceed under certain mitigation measures in place. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so, yeah, I think that's more or less um, what the risk assessments uh, we do at, at Allianz at, at group level. Um, and you can also find more information that is publicly available. Yeah, thank you. That was already super interesting. And I think what is actually um, yeah, very uh, interesting about the Allianz case is that you use data from various different sources. It's not just one survey. Um, you actually use various different methods. You mentioned surveys, but also interviews. You use secondary data. You do benchmarkings and so on. So I think that's uh, actually a great asset and a great a quality indicator of your materiality analysis. And you also include a wide variety of stakeholders, right? You don't focus on a couple of certain groups, but you really have a really wide um, array of stakeholders that you include. Maybe we can actually go into um, the topic of stakeholder engagement a bit more. And uh, you can tell us a bit about how you manage these stakeholder dialogues. And, you know, we talk a lot about moving from just asking them once a year or every couple of years what they are interested in to really having an ongoing dialogue. How do you manage these topics at Allianz? So yeah, I think stakeholder engagement is quite um, plays quite a significant role at Allianz um, in, in terms of our sustainability strategy. Um, so we need to maintain a constant dialogue with NGOs, journalists, customers, uh, employees in order to stay relevant and to target specifically the needs of our stakeholders. And, and that is the main purpose. Um, because sometimes we can understand or make uh, decisions based on our uh, expertise level or, or based on the needs that we see from our perspective. But what is important is to include the different perspectives from our main stakeholders. And that is when um, I think uh, we can think outside the box And, and make the right decisions that can go in the right direction to, to understand the different perspectives. I think it's really interesting because it, it can get very messy and noisy, right? You have this um, huge uh, variety of stakeholder interests and they all approach you and have claims and uh, put pressure on you. Um, and you also mentioned the materiality metrics with uh, the X and Y axis, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you actually aggregate this information? You have this noise, you have all of these demands. Um, how do you decide which stakeholders are important and how to prioritize these demands? So um, basically with the definition of our different uh, or the most relevant ESG topics, we can narrow down the, the specific interests from the different mm -hmm. stakeholders. And we obviously cannot change the, the, the relevance of ESG topics from, let's say, one year to the next. Mm -hmm. um, Completely. So there needs to be some consistency between the topics, um, between the previous assessments and the, the new ones, let's say. So, for instance, um, we were working on, on the, the current materiality assessment that will be published in the, in the next year's report. Um, and obviously, there are different um, topics that will come up and there are new Uh, especially with the different social movements that have been happening and also with the global pandemic going on. So 
there are certain events that obviously cannot be ignored and these definitely need to be included in a in a new materiality assessment but um, in a way these topics guide um, where the interest is going mm-hmm. and and we cannot not change completely um, yeah one one year to the next uh, materiality analysis You mentioned that you saw these shifts due to the pandemic and social movements that are going on. What is the role of regulation here? Do you also see that uh, certain topics like human rights and supply chains become more important due to the ongoing supply chain regulation emergence or, for example, also the EU taxonomy putting more pressure on certain topics? Is that something that also shifts the importance? Absolutely. Uh, actually, at Allianz, we can see the regulation one of the main inputs and triggers of change. Um, but we don't consider regulation as part of or regulation related topics. We don't consider them as part of the materiality analysis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we consider it as a separate one oh, yeah. because mm-hmm. of its quite relevance. Um, and yes, definitely regulation uh, provides or triggers a change in in the different perspectives and, uh, you know, how would Allianz comply with the new um, regulations in place or, for example, the supply chain due diligence law in Germany and how will it affect our company? What are the things that we need to do in order to comply to the different requirements? So regulation is definitely a key input um, for what we have to do in all sustainability related topics. But these particular regulations not only affect the sustainability strategy and the sustainability part of a company, these sort of regulations really um, require an entire company to work towards um, the specific requirements in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you just mentioned also the ESG topics that are currently on the top of the list. And I think we currently really see a hype around ESG, ESG investment, sustainable finance. I would be interested in how you perceive these developments as an insider. Um, Do you think it's only a blessing or is it also sometimes a curse in some regards that it's moving so fast at the moment? Well, I think... um... It is definitely good to see so many, so many, so many people interested in these particular topics. So, uh, trends rising with with environmental, social, and governance factors, and really people uh, mentioning sustainable finance everywhere um, in the news and so on. So, it's definitely good that uh, we. And maybe it's a signal that we're going in the right direction. Probably we're not going at the pace as it is needed. Um, but that definitely is a sign uh, for change. And that is definitely good. Um, I think corporations have a high uh, influence in these kind of topics. So, for example, um, transitioning into a low-carbon economy is is definitely um, a good example to show how companies can really influence and trigger a change. Mm-hmm. 
So do you think that there are also problems with this ESG hype? Do you think it, it might also be a problem for some companies, for example, to catch up because like the EU taxonomy is like putting such a quick pressure on companies to report? Um, do you think there are problems? I mean, Allianz, you are well prepared, right? You have uh, years and years of experience, but do you think that this is actually something that can be also challenging for some industries and companies? Yes, absolutely. I think it can be challenging in the way that smaller companies probably don't have the ESG expertise that is needed in order to comply with all the multiple requirements. Um, and then it can be also a problem for greenwashing. Um, there are so many companies that uh, might be publishing information that they are doing certain things, uh, but they are actually not. So I think those are the, the key risks that we can see. Mm -hmm. Of course, for a company like Allianz, as you said, we have years of experience. We have a global sustainability team. We are uh, experts in, in many different areas. Um, but then for smaller companies, that can be a, a huge challenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then I would like to also talk a bit about our society. So we, you mentioned that we are currently transitioning to a new, um, more sustainable society. And we have a lot of time pressure at the moment. We see that currently uh, natural uh, disasters are happening everywhere. Um, we really feel the time pressure. Um, and I think we really have to think about how we can join forces to manage this big transition, right? So what is your feeling? What are the biggest hurdles that have to be overcome? Um, maybe also with a specific focus on the insurance business. What do you think are the biggest levers for change and what do we need at this point? So I think the, the wish to make changes is there. Um, in society, in companies, in governments in general. Um, but I think, for instance, uh, in, the, in, in the insurance world, climate change is one of the biggest challenges. So, for example, more geographies are uh, becoming risk-prone and potentially uninsurable uh, due to the high risk that they pose. Also, low-income and vulnerable communities um, might not have access to finance or to insurance products that could help them uh, be more financially independent or to cover any risk they can face or they might be facing. Um, developing countries as well, they do not have the know-how to, to create the tools to, to mitigate and to adapt to climate change. So really the list goes on and on and It is not the most, or it might not be looking too positive. Um, but yeah, of course, there are also some big opportunities of, of climate change, for instance. Um, so uh, focusing more on, on uh, green technologies and renewables um, and so many, for example, classic insurance products, but with a sustainability component, for example, or uh, insurance products that can uh, help minorities that are somehow excluded from, from the finance financial sector and so on. Um, so yeah, I think there are, there are many positives as well as negatives, but like everything. 
Yeah, and I think we we often mention that nobody can tackle these challenges alone, right? So maybe you can tell us a bit more about partnerships. Um, we have SDG 17, Partnerships for Sustainable Development. So what are the most important partnerships for Allianz and how do they help you to become more sustainable and have a positive impact? Yeah, so I think partnerships are certainly uh, um, a key element Um through partnerships and memberships, uh, we are up to date with the current developments and uh, let's say hot topics that might be happening around us and that we as a company should be uh, tackling or having our, uh, let's say, stake into it. Um, let's say, for example, human rights and what is expected from corporations to act upon um, so partnerships really allow us to leverage a greater impact in the economy mm -hmm. and society uh, while working with peers towards a common goal. Um, so, for example, that is the case of the of the B team, which is uh, um, an initiative uh, from different corporations to sort of exchange on different topics and see. Uh, where we can support each other towards a common goal. It's the same situation with a UN Convened um, Asset Owner Alliance, where we have um, yeah, triggered some changes uh, in, the, in that regard and how to, to transition really towards a, a low carbon economy and to have more input from different corporations around the world. Mm -hmm. At the beginning, you mentioned that employees are also very important for Allianz. Um, do you also have programs to actively engage employees in the sustainability transformation? And do you think that maybe also the expectations of employees have changed in terms of what their employers should be uh, and how they should position themselves? Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I guess... Um We are constantly communicating with employees through our internet uh, on what the different global sustainability uh, initiatives and uh, programs there are where they can engage and take part in. Um, and then we also engage our employees uh, at a global scale in our materiality assessment. So that is also their way of providing some input and tell us Uh, where their interests lie. Um, obviously, there are certain uh, initiatives that, that they can take part in. There are different projects throughout the, the, um, the year where they can take part. And the second part of the question was? <laughs> That's fine. Um, I just, um, um, I was interested first in these programs that you have, so that I think you already covered. Um, mm -hmm. And um, maybe another aspect that is interesting is that I always hear anecdotally that the expectations of employees have changed uh, in terms of what their employers should do, how they should position themselves with regard to sustainability. Do you also see that happening at Allianz? Yes, absolutely. And I think also um, the global pandemic has played a role in that. So certainly employees have uh, their say in, in how the employer should be acting upon. So obviously diversity and inclusion topics are uh, quite relevant uh, at the moment. 
they have always been, mm-hmm. but there is uh, much more interest into that, um, as well as occupational health and safety issues um, that are definitely affecting our employees. And uh, another topic would be um, mental health, which is uh, quite a relevant one. Maybe now coming towards the end of the interview, we can look a little bit into the future. And um, you are an expert on sustainability reporting, on materiality, ESG topics. Um, what do you think, how will this change in the future? So I saw when I looked at your materiality analysis that you were already doing a lot of things that other companies are not yet doing, right? I mentioned the inclusiveness, um, the, you know, the um, also the timeliness that you collect data very frequently that you collect large data sets, use different methods. Um, Now we have artificial intelligence methods that are coming up also to uh, analyze existing data. What do you think is going to happen over the next years and what do we maybe also need to shape these developments? Um, So I think, first of all, we cannot control those developments. Um, We should only adapt to them. Um, Obviously, artificial intelligence is definitely an a hot topic coming up. Um, we will have to see what those uh, specific those topics specifically mean for companies like Allianz and how we can adapt to them. Um, interestingly enough, you mentioned artificial intelligence because it actually is a new topic that is coming up in the current materiality assessment. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are definitely there's definitely more interest in those topics and how. We handle um, uh, data rights, for example, uh, mm-hmm. for our customers, for our employees. Um, and so those are, are definitely uh, topics that need to be handled mm-hmm. within a company. And, and that is also um, the richness or the value that comes from, from such a, uh, an exercise like the materiality analysis, not to miss um, these particular topics that will have an, uh, a midterm and long-term impact in our mm-hmm. company's business and operations as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you actually made this very important point that you have to be so agile in this field, right? You have to really adapt to the current developments. And at the moment, the pace is getting faster and faster, right? So the events Absolutely. are really happening um, so quickly. As yeah. we speak. <laughs> yeah, as we speak, right. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much. Uh, it was really a pleasure to to have you. And maybe one th- question that we always ask our guests towards the end is um, if you could post one sentence on social media, which the whole world would read right now, what would it be? That is a very good question. Um, I would say... Um, sustainability is the key to understanding the future nice nice yeah. one <laughs> thank you so yeah belen it was really a pleasure to have you as a guest and these were wonderful insights um i don't know if you have any last words things you would like to recommend for companies that are still at the beginning and that are starting the journey right now well um just to keep working focus on the um the right things um, look for uh, partnerships and specialists that um, know about the topics that you are willing to work on there are webinars out there that can help out in 
in how to approach different 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 and specific topics as well. So um, just to focus on on the right things um, to go in the right direction. Thank you. So I really appreciate that you took the time to be with us here today. Thanks also for the audience um, that they are here to listen in today. And I would say enjoy the rest of the day and see you soon. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye.